welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode and another series. Yes, I am so excited for this. But before we dive into the goodies of the first part of this series, I wanted to give you an update, especially if you're not on my email list. So if you are not on what I like to call my VIP community list, (laughs) my wonderful, lovely, magical community email list, just go to my website, sign up for any freebie there, and you will be included in that VIP list. And so I gave a few life updates and I really talked about how happy I am, well, more happy, I should say, and just really taking the time to allow myself to feel all the emotions. You know, this last year and a half, excuse me, has people really on edge, (laughs) to say the least. Okay. And I just wrote a couple of letters to to my community, just reminding them that what you're feeling is okay. All right. Your feelings are valid. Uh, and it's not just with everything that's going on in life regarding, you know, society, the pandemic. It's also uh, emails and uh, DMs I've been getting about feeling worthy, capable, all that jazz regarding this path. And I am here to tell you. Yes. First and foremost, you are worthy. Everything else, please throw that out the window. Don't think that you have to be a certain type of pretty uh, a third, fourth, fifth generational witch, that you have to be a certain weight, certain economic class. Throw all that out the window. If someone told you that you had to be... Uh, born a certain way, you know, you have to come from a magical, whatever the case may be, please go far, far away from that person and throw all that out the window because that is a lie. Okay. That is right up there with someone has to give you tarot cards. No, go buy your tarot or Oracle cards. It's gatekeeping. That is not a thing of, Again, thinking that you have to have like something special or something to qualify you. That is not true. You are worthy simply because you exist. Full stop. So I just want to make that clear. Um, and so I, in, in my email, I just took the time just to, you know, again, just give some life updates. I mentioned that I moved 
And now I have more creative space and that's really big for me. Uh, and just talking also about my business and I'm not going to get too much into it because I already talked about it and I want to get to the topic at hand. But if you aren't on the email list, join it. I just don't promote to you. I also write letters to you, just kind reminders and things like that. All right. So almost went down rabbit hole with that. <laughs> but yeah, so let's let's just get to it. Oh, and also follow me on Instagram. I'm always on there. So if you want more inspiration and things like that, go to cosmic underscore witch underscore goddess. All right. So magical tool series. I did um what do you call it a survey on instagram story you see this is why i need to join instagram because then i can uh add even more content of what you want uh and i got a lot of feedback about you know what people want to hear about series wise and what i realized is that overall the theme was getting back to the basics and so I figured, you know what, a really cool getting back to the basics are learning the magical tools that we use or will use. Sometimes we see something and we're not drawn to it, but later on along our path, it becomes more of a thing for us, such as with runes. And uh, I'll talk about that in a different episode. So We have three of the tools I started off with, and I figure why not start with these three tools. Uh, This isn't in any alphabetical order. It just happened that way. And uh, they're really good tools to know about because they are part of the basics. We see it all the time or variations of these three items. So let's get into it. I figure I can talk about uh, like how, how we can use them and et cetera. All right. So. A theme, and also it's pronounced. I'm, I'm not even going to butcher it, but there there's a couple of ways to pronounce this word, and it's spelled A T H A M E, and that is the ceremonial blade that you you may have seen in movies. Now, this isn't a blade you use to actually cut anything with, so that's where some movies get it wrong. Uh, now, this is. A particular looking blade. So, you know, someone's whipping out their, you know, like Swiss Army knife <laughs> in a movie and they're cutting, you know, something because they're like, oh, you know, the, the, uh, the stereotypical, you know, like badass witch in the movie, she usually has a blade that she whips out and like cuts an apple with, cuts a slice and she seductively eats the apple slice. Okay, so that's not this. <laughs> but sometimes the movies, portray this knife as uh, the the knife you use to cut your hand, you know, for the blood, if you want to do blood magic or something like that. So that is not the case with this. That is, that's Hollywood. This is the blade you use for directional purposes to uh, bend the magic. So I'm going to get into the definition and I'm going to talk more about how you can use this. And also what it looks like, because like I said, it has like slightly different variations. All right. So you may see this in uh, our ritual where if you're in a coven, maybe you're 
your coven leader, your, your high priestess, whomever will say as above, so below, and they will direct the blade in the air and then on the ground as within. So without, so they put the blade maybe towards their heart chakra and then out, and then they'll cast a circle, you know, walk around clockwise because they're directing the energy that way. So you 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 would see it like that, or you know, if you're a solitary witch, you would do that, but by yourself. Okay, so it is a single edge blade, all right, in many traditions, and the handle or blade it usually has some symbol on it, you know, something like that. So you might see a, a goddess symbol on there. It might be someone's like initials if, if they you know want to get it personalized. But usually there's some symbol on there. All right, and it is is pretty much just used for like I said, uh, directing the energies. So when you think about it, you can. It's like your wand in a way. <laughs> So again, it's really just for for show. Honestly, that's how I look at it. I got mine years ago because I was just like, "Ooh, I'll have a blade and that'd be cool," and I barely used it. <laughs> barely. All right. So, so knives and swords. You know, when you see they're used in magic, they have usually, uh, or they're usually made of metal. All right, because usually there was the, the belief in the power of iron. So if you work with fairies, you may not want to use this. Um, it, I think it may come in copper if you request it, maybe. But um, again, it's not used for physical cutting. It's just a ritual tool used to cast a circle. When you enter or leave the circle... Uh, for invocations and evocations, so that's when you're calling in your power or calling in power externally, say from goddesses and so forth. All right, so that's pretty much what that blade is all about. Um, and you know, you don't have to use it in a a uh, in a way that it's like, oh, if, if I don't use it, then, you know, I'm doing it wrong. No, it's just an option. So if you feel called to use this um, blade, go for it. If not, it's okay. You, you don't have to worry about it. So the little history I, I did, <laughs> little research I did on it regarding its history, uh, that the name is a series of corruptions from the late Latin Artavus. I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Uh, A-R-T-A-V-U-S. And it's quill knife. So over time, quill knife became a theme. It states here, which is well attested in the old manuscripts of the Key of Solomon. And it means a small knife used for sharpening the pens of scribes interesting so there you have it it's a great way to help you direct energy uh like i said i got it in the beginning because i thought it'd be cool to have a blade like ooh, cool i'll be <laughs> extra special with this and i didn't do much with it um but it it does help to center yourself because sometimes when we use our hands uh 
it's it's cool it's fun but when you're first starting off sometimes when you have i don't want to call it a prop but when you have a, t- a tool is what it is when you have a tool it, it helps get you more in the zone and then after a while you're just like oh yeah i really don't need this but again it's one of those things if you're someone who's into the aesthetics if you're someone who's uh, a visual aid learner and this helps you feel more magical you, by all means do it but just keep in mind that this is a bonus it's an add-on all right moving right along to candles i love candles and i i definitely have gone back and forth between being a candle lover and a crystal lover it's almost always like are you a candle or a crystal lover i even did a poll uh, with that on my Instagram stories and you guys are candle lovers. So I like that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I have grown to really love candles. Yes. There's been a few wax spills, but you know, say la vie <laughs> part of the territory. <laughs> uh, but in, in all seriousness, I really love working with candles and I think it's just because of my connection with the element of fire and when I when I gaze into the fire, the flame, it's it's very soothing, among other things. Uh, the scent of a candle, especially when you know the candle maker, you know the energy that they poured into that, you know the purpose of the candle. It's just such a great feeling. It's a blessing. All right, so let's let's talk about this. Now, candles have been used or even candle magic has been used for, for eons. And it's it's twofold because there's the, the wax and what that represents, actually threefold. And you can use the scent to add on to it. And so the, actually fourfold, and I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so the fire, the candle, the scent, the uh, it was one more thing, the flame. So... It's the element of fire, yes. But then we also look at the way the flame goes. Does it go right, left? What does that mean? So let's let's dive into all that. All right. So candle magic, again, it's, it's been used for eons and eons and eons and eons. And it's used in multiple ways for, for healing, uh, to help with prayers. You know, people would light a prayer or excuse me, light a prayer. <laughs> Light a candle, say your prayer, light a candle to help with, you know, healing, like, oh, may this represent you and and so forth. And it's also used many times in rituals. And I always tell people when you, when you start working with fire, make sure you always have water somewhere close by. So that way, just in case, you know, uh, practicing good fire safety habits, just in case sometimes we get into it and our hand goes one way and it accidentally knocks over a candle. So if you can have the candle far away from you or at least far enough, make sure that you have a bottle of water nearby. Okay. So you can easily douse the flame. Okay. Goddess forbid. All right. So the candle flame is used for divination and, um, this also varies from different school of schools of thought. If the flame of the candle is erratic, it 
it means in some cases that dispel you you are looking to you know have come full circle is you know being worked out but it's like it's hard like it's a lot going on but it's going to come together in other cases it's it's in a haste uh now's not the time for for this spell it's not going to work out so i would just say regarding candle flame definitely google and there are blogs that talk about this and see what those that de- are tap into how it feels when you when you read those definitions uh for example a tall flame in some cases means that uh the spell is happening but it's going to take a little while hence the long like it's happening the flame is steady so it's just uh, like saying stay the course is happening, is firm. In other cases, it, it means that, you know, now is the time for you to center yourself before, you know, you can really dive into this. So make sure that you understand the spell that you are working on. Think about how you feel when you witness how the flame moves, because sometimes it could be that your your AC is on. <laughs> like when I record my candles or my IG story, the flames are going crazy, but that's because the air is on. And so it's, it's going the way that the air is blowing. Um, so keep that in mind. Okay. And again, be open-minded to the interpretations and go with what feels right. That, that, that kind of like ringing of the soul, like, Oh, that makes sense. So I'm not saying go look for the answer. <laughs> I mean, like read the definitions because again, different cultures had different explanations for some things. Okay. So keep that in mind. All right. Now, candle color also comes to play. Again, these are recommendations and also cultures come to play. The meaning of the color of green, white, red means different things in different cultures. Yes, there are some universal definitions like the mother, (laughs) you know, that that archetype is the nurturing, loving, giver of life, et cetera, right? That's a universal definition. But colors, some of them are good in some cultures and other cultures like, no, my gosh, keep that in mind. All right, here we go. For example, red means courage, health, sexual love, strength, and vigor. So for you to use uh, the color uh, red for a candle for your magical tools, that can mean that maybe you want to work on your base, also known as root chakra. Maybe you want to work on romantic love. Okay. Maybe you're working with a certain goddess like Lilith or Freya and you, you've been called to get a red candle. So that's what I'm saying here is that there are multiple ways that you can use a red candle, <laughs> any color. Uh, but just take into account what you're looking to do, okay? And, and how you feel when you pick out that color. All right, pink, honor, love, uh, or orange, adaptability, attraction, encouragement, stimulation, Yellow, confidence, uh, protection, white, uh, truth, sincerity, green, fertility, finance, health, luck, brown, neutrality, blue, health, patience, tranquility, understanding. And that's light blue. 
um, dark blue, change, valid, uh, spirituality, healing, patience, purple, ambition, black. It has here confusion, discord. Um, and that's all the colors they have listed here. So when working with candles, like I said, is multi-layered. Think about the flame, pick your color, understand um, what's being used in the candle. Some candles have crystals in there. Some candles have oils in there. So make sure that you understand the ingredients so you know the energies that you're working with. You can also just get a plain candle. You don't have to be fancy smancy. I love those candles. Don't get me wrong. I love the glitter and the candles. And ooh, it makes me feel so magical, especially when it smells good. It's like, yes, yes, this is what I need in my life. But it's not required. And we all have to start somewhere. So if if you have to get uh, a white candle, so be it. That's why you'll see on Instagram some posts that state, if you don't have this, here's the universal thing for that. If you don't have a certain crystal for the spell, get, get a clear quartz. That will take care of you with anything. Okay. Um, I read somewhere that rosemary is a good substitute for herbs. Um, and in this case, a white candle can be a substitute for anything. And in some cases, a black candle can be a substitute for anything. So uh, that's another way to look at it. All right. That's candles. Let's go to cauldrons. Now, <laughs> I read the funniest thing regarding cauldrons. I have this book and I'm going to tell you the name of the book. And it's it's this joke that uh, the electric pots or the, the crock pots are just electric cauldrons. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world, uh, considering that cauldrons were really used for cooking. <laughs> so I just thought that was that was cheeky. That was cute. So to your muggle friends who judge you, ask them if they have a, a, a crock pot and tell them that they are being a modern day witch. Tell them that they're being a lazy witch. Tell them to get the cast iron pot and and show their real talent. (laughs) All right. So the book I have here, again, this is, this is a really cool book. Uh, It's called the witch's cauldron, the craft lore and magic of ritual vessels. And this really by Laura Tempest Zakroff. Hopefully I pronouncing that right. And I really love this book. It's super cute. It's small enough to fit in your pocketbook. So you can hurry up and put it in there if a muggle sees you. Because, you know, we need to keep those muggles at bay. All right. And what I love about this is that it talks about, as the title will allude to, all things cauldron. From the basics to what it actually is, the history of it. Um, looking at everything, the practical cauldron, uh, and the circle, using it for ritual use and stuff like that. So, I highly recommend. You know, I'm all about independent studies. I highly recommend you get this book. It goes on and on and on, making magic, spellcraft, and the cauldron. So, I have a really cute um cast iron cauldron. 
It's not big like the witches have in Hocus Pocus. One day when I get my big beautiful home, I'm gonna be I'm gonna get a big old cauldron and I'll take a picture of it, show you guys. But for right now, <laughs> I have it's a nice size cauldron. I can burn stuff in there and all that jazz. So it is something that you can definitely have in an apartment. Uh just you know, again, make sure that you practice fire safety because it does get hot. All right, so let, let's get to the definition. So I have a couple of definitions here. Here we go. A large pot used for boiling, especially one with handles. And that's pretty straightforward. A large kettle or boiler. The cauldron is the great mother's cosmic womb. I mean, I like that, a cosmic womb. That sounds pretty deep. All right. It is a symbol and source for hospitality. And uh, it has, of course, religious significance. It has uh, life in its form of food came from the cauldron. So this is like the nourishment center. Again, like the cosmic womb, there's birth given here. So it's just like, you know, the food gets transformed. So this cauldron also represents transformation. That's one of the reasons why you hear like stir the cauldron, but it turned into stirring the pot. Ha ha ha, you get it? Because it's like you're, you're whipping up drama, you know, even though in that case it's you're whipping up food, but it's like, you know, you're stirring it up, you're revving something up there. So it's a little... I have for that. All right. So carrying on. So as I was stating earlier, it was originally created to boil, (laughs) really. And over time, it started to be used for other purposes. So in this book, it states the nine uses of the cauldron. So I'm going to talk about a couple of them. Uh, for example, here has divination. So a way you can use it in a ritual is one, the way I've done, which is write a letter or a petition, burn it in a cauldron, burn incense, concentrate, focus, meditate, uh, burn bay leaves, I burn cinnamon in my cauldron. So you can take things, burn it in there, burn it incense. You can, you can use it to cook. If you want to boil something, you know, if you're making a soup uh, for one of the holidays or just because you can definitely get a cauldron for that. And here it has divination and it states there are more, there are multiple ways that a cauldron can be used in the divination uh, for the past, present or future, such as scrying. I like that. Or uh, pyromancy that's divination by fire. So that's interesting. I never thought about using divination through fire. Uh, You can use the smoker incense to use the divination with the cauldron. Uh, They even have with water here. So scrying is is when you you look into something and the best way I can describe it is, you know, basically you would see a vision, like you'll get something, but you would have to soften your eyes and gaze into that. Now, everyone is comfortable with that, uh, but I like gazing to the fire or the smoke. I forgot about that. So that's something you can do. You can burn your incense, you know, so you would you would get a, a coal 
you know, light it up, put it in the cauldron, and you put your incense on top of that, and then you would watch the smoke, take note of the patterns, things like that. Or if you're burning paper, you will watch it burn, uh, take note of the color of the fire, how is it moving, things like that. So those are some of the things you can do with your cauldron. And what I like about this, and I don't want to give away too much of the book because this is a really cool book to read. What I really like about the cauldron is, is versatility and what it stands for. Transformation, life, warmth. It holds the heat. It's a container that holds the heat. So uh, people even use it. It stays here for a ritual bathing. So again, you can have your oils in here. There's so much, so much you can do with the cauldron. And, you know, it's mentioned many times throughout history. It's associated with many witches and um, goddesses. So you can get as creative as you want with your cauldron. But it is one of the basic tools. It's been around for such a long time. And it is a great great help, especially if uh, you're someone who doesn't want to have the jars in your home or you're still being low-key in a way where you can discreetly put your cauldron away. So those are the three tools I have for you, the atheme, uh, the candles, and the cauldrons. So when you're using all, all of these items, make sure you're practicing uh, good safety or, or safety tips when you are working with these tools. Uh, because again, it is a knife. You can cut with that blade, even though it's not for that purpose, but it can be done. So it usually comes with its uh, sleeve, I guess is what you call it. And I make sure I keep it up high away from my nieces reach. They're super tall. <laughs> so I usually make sure I keep it away. So that's definitely not something you want lying around. Uh, candles, you know, you always want to monitor that. And the way the wax flows and with cauldrons, they can get really hot. Uh, you know, it's, it's iron. So you want to make sure that you have it in a safe distance from you when you are working with this. So you're not going to accidentally have your hand bump into it or if you have like a bottle of water or something next to it you don't want it too close because the heat will radiate a little bit so just keep that in mind so yeah besides that just you know just be make sure that, that you're being responsible using these tools you know make sure that you're cleansing your cauldron make sure that uh you get the wax up right away <laughs> if it's falling on the floor um you know j- j- just make sure you're practicing that and as you are using these in your rituals, uh, you know, if you burn any paper in a cauldron, if you're staring at the flame of the candle, or maybe you have a candle to attract money in your life or for protection, you know, you can always include this in your daily practices. Uh, it's fairly easy to use these tools and you don't have to be committed to using these you can use them sometimes uh because i know when you use crystals people worry about charging their crystals and where should they place their crystals and 
cleansing their crystals. With this, it's it's super simple. You just keep the blade out of the reach of children, the candles, you know, you can put them wherever you want. Make sure no kids can touch it, especially when the wax is melted and is, you know, solidifying. And make sure that your cauldron is in a in a place where everyone isn't touching it and everything like that. You like you don't need anyone else's energy on there while you're using it to help you with your transformation and growth. Okay, so those are the three tools. Those are ways you can use them. Again, the book for the cauldron is called The Witch's Cauldron, The Craft, Lore, and Magic of Ritual Vessels. And it's by Laura Tempest Zarkroff. I will put this in the description of this episode, the title, so that we can go get it. And, uh, oh, and, and also I use the witch's, or the witch book. It's the dictionary. <laughs> like really it's literally a dictionary okay so i am sending you so many blessings lots of love stay tuned for the next episode of this series remember to be kind to yourself and i'm always rooting for you until next time thank you so much for tuning in magical one let's keep in touch join the vip email list by going to tmariejohnson.com and as always i'm sending you lots of love many blessings i'm rooting for you and remember to be kind to yourself until next time